Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You think you're not slaves, but you are. The nine to five existence of your current lives is structured by the American industrial complex complicit with our So it leaves you really questioning everything you thought you knew. sense of separation, the sense of isolation is the thing that is within you and me and makes us feel alien to everything else that's outside of us. So that is why as you sit there within your body and you look out through your eyeballs and you listen through your ears and you look around you, everything else is not you. And you don't fit. You're listening to Up Is Down with Dean Reiner. During the time of the myst of the, the the last mystical time that we had that was huge in the West, which was the Dark Ages, there was a whole lot. I mean, well, alchemy comes out of that was actually like the height you could say because that even bled into the Renaissance, right? So it was the very last piece was it was like the the crossover of the mystic and the material, right? So mm-hmm. it was the height of the mystical that had embraced the material. You get alchemy, and it's like these things clearly had power in doing things to at least control those in power. And, and these technologies have, for the most part, been lost to the average person, or you don't know that they're there. But you should assume that knowledge like that, being powerful and useful, wouldn't just leave. They're just going down the checklist. But like you say, people are so scared. So scared that they're going to allow this to just go. And the thing is, once it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. And I think that that especially those of us who are aware and awake, who are lovers of liberty, who have been talking about these things for years, who have been gathering in communities of people, We've got to get from denial to acceptance really fast that that basically the world as we know it is over, that the fight that we had been fighting is essentially lost at this point, and that we have moved into a new place. 
like that we've got to move from out of denial to acceptance you know just like the the jews in europe as the nazis were rampaging through some of them sat around they sat around when kristallnacht happened they sat around when there were purges when their neighbors were being loaded into train cars when they were being forced into ghettos all of that and they were like it'll get better this is germany this can't happen here to the bitter end till they were being literally pushed out of cattle cars and walked into ovens and gas chambers they're denying it the whole time as they're stripping their clothes off as they've lost every piece of property it's like you've got to get from out of denial to acceptance really soon like the fight for liberty has completely changed at this point. Well, I'm, I'm just down here. I'm in North Texas. I got my, I got, I got my homestead. I, I'm fine. It's, I don't have to worry about anything down here. It's like, yo, no. And then they're like, well, well, those, those anarchists are just, they're down the block. It's like, yes, because they're letting it happen everywhere so that they have the justification to track everyone. And they're tracking you because they want to pick you up. The point is to get you off the streets. And it's going to be by association. Were you listening to the... Oh, you listening to the Lions Liberty podcast? Oh, we see this in your uh, your listening history. Oh, here. Oh, you you actually... Uh, oh, you listened you to know, that Vin Armani episode twice. Yeah, Vin Armani episode, uh-huh. We, we see that you... Uh, oh, you actually watched that London Reel, uh, the interviews with David Icke. Oh, actually, you watched all three. Uh, we see this here in your browser history. Uh, yeah, so what do you think? Off to the gulag with you. That's how it happens. So, I, oh. like, like I say, it, I, I, know, I know that you would want there to be some advice, but, like, the time for advice, it's like this. Put your shit in a suitcase and go. And go. I, I dated a woman, Persian woman, her father was the minister of agriculture under the Shah. When the revolution happened, they put the clothes on their back and they traveled on camelback through the desert to escape. And they lived. Get your shit and go. That's the advice. Yeah, man. Get your shit and get out. Welcome back to another episode of the Up Is Down podcast with me, your host, your neighbor, your friend, your enemy, your mailman, your exhausted civil servant, Dane Reiner, coming at you from the apartment bunker in Portland, Oregon for the follow-up episode with Vin Armani. This is the conclusion of our very long discussion of the dim age of the memetics, the meme magic, the strange and wonderful, terrifying, treacherous times we're living in tonight. Uh, rest assured, quick little update, uh, there's still plenty of protests and riots and violence going on in Portland, Oregon. They have descended on the police union hall again tonight. These guys just keep kind of pinballing from one target to the next. It's business as usual here in Portland, Oregon. And while we may be uh, inundated and oh so entertained with the, the, the Biden laptops and the new international COVID lockdowns. There's a much bigger play going on, as Vin and I discuss. 
in this conversation. So if you want to listen to that, go ahead. If you want to listen to this, go ahead. As the black sheep once said, you could do with this and you could do with that. Here we go. This is a mystical therapy that's helping this. This is a, this is a change. This is magic. This is literal magic. And so that's what we've got to get to is to say, okay, we're in an age of magic now. We got to leave behind the material. This is what I'm trying to communicate to people. This is the message that I'm trying to, to, to help to move forward. Because if we stay stuck in the material, we're screwed. If, if we aren't ready to put on the, the armor of God, I'm saying that and I'm doing air quotes for the people who are listening, right? Because I'm not trying to say it to you in, an, in a religious context. I'm right. trying to say that it's a psych, you, the psychological armor that you need. Ben, the this is the emotional armor. Months ago, back in, I think it's back in March when this stuff was really first starting to, when the smell was starting to come up that mm-hmm. what this could really be. I started smelling it and I'm like, oh my God, this is actually really fucking exciting. This is our chance. This mm. is our chance to get our spiritual house in order. This is our chance to get our house in order because we could break through. Mm-hmm. We could totally break out of this we are right on the threshold of being lulled into a sleep or we mm-hmm. could not stay awake forever, but we could have a more energized perspective than ever before. This is our chance. Yes. I think people are going to wise up. I think we're going to get our houses in order and the exact opposite happens. So, but maybe not, but maybe not. Like I want, I want to shine a glimmer of hope here. I hope you do because right. man here in this town where I live, it is grim. Van well, it I will is t- grim. But I will tell you like, you are an example of the glimmer of hope. So let's go back oh, to the dark shit. ages, right? Let's go back to the dark ages. And it's like this. Although so much knowledge was lost to most people, even mm. to the Romans as it, as it receded back, a lot of it was left, mind you, a lot of it was left in Byzantium in the Eastern Empire. That went on for another thousand years. Right. But the reason that was able to go on, it's very interesting. The reason that was able to go on is because they abandoned materialism Constantine abandoned materialism and gave them Christianity. He gave them mysticism, right? He was like, uh, 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 we got we to gotta regenerate and revivify. The, our, our old, our, we're going we're gonna to crumble. We're going to build back better. There you go. <laughs> this, is, this is, well, the, 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 rebirthed, the rebirthed God, man. Right? I've so been the thinking death, about the, the re-prefix a lot lately. Everything has got the re-prefix in it because the, the, the presumption, the spell is that it's all over. And then we're going to rebuild it. We're going to reboot it. We're going to rebuild it. We're going to redo it. We're going to reformat it. And we're going to reimagine. Reimagine is my favorite one because that one sounds so flowery and safe. It sounds mm. fun and exciting to reimagine with the, 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 the supposition being that what was before is gone, that there is, that there actually mm. is a before and now yes. we're in this yes. new when that's for people like me who have personally, I'm in a, what they call a quote unquote essential worker. I've never had the uh, Corona vacation that everyone around me seems to be really enjoying. I've been balls to the wall punished by this thing from fucking March. And so when I hear about reimagining, I'm like, I'm still here. And I actually like what I have in my world. I don't right. want to reimagine my apartment. I don't want to reimagine my neighborhood. 
Right. I, I'm still here every day, guys. I'm out there watching all of you people and doing it. Just so you know, I deliver mail for the U.S. government, and so that's it's a it's a, I'm not that's gonna essential. Cry. I'm not going <laughs> to cry about how hard the job is, but I'm on the street every day taking right. temperatures. Oh and wow! You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing what's happening on the yeah. street, and I'm yeah. to be yeah. fair, I'm in the same place every day. I'm literally literally walking in circles <laughs> every. But day. but you've got but you get to see the change. The but change is the, the change. changes become obvious to you more than they become to somebody else because right. you get to see over time. Oh, this was oh that's. But okay, even the change is happening right in front of me over there. But that's not my change, Vin. Right. Right, I'm right, still right, right. right where I am. So when I hear about reimagine, rebuild, build back with the mm. re prefix over everything, I find it terrifying because I'm not different. Like, I mean, I guess I'm getting every, every day we're different, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not waiting for an elected leader or an unelected leader to tell me it's okay. I yes, still have to go to I work. Understand. I understand. I understand. Yes. You know? uh, but, I, but I think that, that that goes to the point of who are the most important individuals during the cycle because it is it so let's not say that it is birth a uh, rebirth but let's just say that it is birth and gestation right and that mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. in a way the reproductive process is a process of of death to rebirth right so it's like the the female if we're talking about mammals the female has released an egg that egg is now fundamentally, it's just, it's, it's, it's dead. It's inert, mm. right? And it's no longer going to be a part of her. It's floating down her fallopian tubes, you know what I mean? And it's going to go in and if nothing gets used, it's going to bleed out and it's going to be gone, right? And the guy has evacuated his version of that that are going to die very, very quickly. These things are on a suicide mission. Absolutely, right? yeah. Comic-con. So it's like, so, so here's death. Here's death on two sides, Right? that meets and life. And so that's, and, and then boom, you have birth and it is a re right. Because it's a reconstitution. It's again, an alchemical process, right? right. It's, it's a splitting. So the, the, the uh, gametes have split off and now they're all on their own and then they're going to reconstitute and create something new. So what does that look like in our situation? Like this is what we're seeing is we're seeing a splitting social distancing. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You were talking about that in a tweet I saw earlier about how the social distancing is the virus and the, yes. the, the meme is the, meme- I think I'm saying it correctly. The meme is the memetic uh, version of a gene basically. Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, a so- meme, a meme is to a gene uh, or yeah, a, a meme and memetic gene and genetic, right? Mm-hmm. So a virus would be a, as we understand it would be a genetic uh, information, coded information that then duplicates and repeats itself. Yeah. And I said this early on. I mean, this is one of my Vince Radamus predictions. I said, social distancing is the virus that, that will bring on the apocalypse. Mark my words. Apocalypse meaning revelation, lifting of the veil. Yeah, that lifting is going of the show which is also everything. illumination. Illumination, right? And so I think that it has been illuminated that like, oh, with Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No social distancing is a virus because why is nobody stopping? Like they can't stop. That's an interesting thing for every, like when I tell people, the, guys, the masks are here forever just to let you know. They're yeah. like, no, no, after they the election. And I'm no. like, no, 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 no. The masks, the masks are here forever because they can't stop. Yeah. They can't stop. So, 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 but what does that mean? Right? So like, I've been thinking about this a lot and it's interesting because in the years preceding this whole thing, the, the idea of the dark ages and the Renaissance and all of that had really, there's a great book called Swerve or The Swerve. And it's, um, it's basically, I think the, the subtitle is the book that started the Renaissance. And it's this very interesting, it's a, this book called Dererum Natura, which means on the nature of things by this Roman Lucretius that was basically like lost. And it is the beginning, it is the, the, the sperm and egg, if you will, mm-hmm. of our entire current world, of the materialist view. Because it is, a, an, it is an yeah. epic poem that is about, it, it is basically an epic poem of the Epicurean philosophy that was basically lost, that is about atomism. That is about the world is made up of these particles that move through space and every once in a while they will run into each other or swerve. And it is the swervings and running into each other that has created the world. So this is the basic Mm. scientific view of physics. Mm, Yeah. This is the basic view, but it's in the form of a Roman Epicurean poem. This book was lost. It was in the monast, it was in a monastery. And this book, the swerve is the story of this, um, you know, guy who's working for the Vatican is basically like a scribe and that this kind of game comes up amongst these elites throughout the, this dark age world of going in who can find the best old Roman books at these old monasteries that have just been keeping them all over Europe. Yeah. It reminds me of that Umberto Echo yes, story. Uh, yes. The Name of the Rose. The Name of the Rose. Fantastic it's the, book. It's, it's a great, great one. Yes. Yeah, and they keep all the books and then the guy, he's got to, he's, he just tortures them so no one else can have them. If I can't have it, no one else can. That's but then right. there's also this whole other esoteric pack with that book. That's fucking so, fantastic. So it's an interesting notion right? Is that it's the flip of now in some ways or of where we're going. So here they are in the mystical, but to them, the material is the hidden secret knowledge. Mm, yeah, which is the cult. That's the definition of a cult is hidden knowledge. Hidden knowledge. But it's the occult knowledge to them was what we consider like 
uh, middle school physics, right? <laughs> to us. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you now. I'm with you. Yeah, it's and actually so, ludicrous when you lay it down like that. It's pretty ridiculous. And so, you know, but we're, this we're is what a cult we're thinking, you know, yes, <laughs> the worst of the worst things. And these people are just thinking about how the, how the world works, physics and, physics and metaphysics. But to them, that wasn't how the world worked. To them, the world was a, a, a battle between God and the devil. And it right. had to be that way because look at the most powerful institutions and they had their, oh, no, 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 no. And you would go and you would hear the mass and it would be in Latin and you didn't understand it and all of this. You, you get what I'm saying? And the, yeah. art was sh- the art was shit and time didn't exist. Like you go back to the medieval paintings and they're painting, uh, you know, scenes from the Bible. They're wearing medieval clothes. Yeah, that's right. So you realize, yeah, I think about these the, people the thought chronos. these people thought everybody wore the same thing that they had always. So that means time yeah. for them had stopped. Well, there was a golden age of Saturn, who was Kronos, mm-hmm. who, who fixed Mercury to the plane to create time itself, which then generated the concept of death. And so then time had to move forward. And there's a little bit more to that as as, as well. I, I very I know the very little of it, but. There's something about the golden age and, and, and keeping this golden age perfect, but only to a certain point. And at that point, you have to create time. And the creation of time was through, as far as I understand, very loosely, Saturn basically capturing Mercury and fixing him to the Earth, which is analogous to different kinds of markets, as, as far as I understand. It's it's an interesting thing. I, you'd have to read uh, Tracy Twyman. You have, are you familiar with Tracy Twyman? No, I'm not. I'm not. She's an amazing author. She was recently, uh, she's no longer with us, but she has a great book. It's a very short one called Money Grows on the Tree of Knowledge. And it's the alchemical mm. history of the origins of economics. Oh, I'm reading that. I'm definitely reading that. Money it's Grows, a, money money grows, grows on, the, on the Tree of Knowledge. On the Tree. Oh, that's... Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love it's that. It's a fantastic title. book. It's only about 200 pages. It's a really short read. I'm on she, it. She's a fantastic researcher. And I'm, it's one of my uh, missions with this podcast and with my own education is to kind of keep her work alive because she was taken uh, from us very abruptly, very suddenly, <clears throat> just a little over a year ago, very strangely. And there's, there's a lot of mystery and sadness around her, her departure, but uh, what she was focusing on towards the end of her work was very, very important. But this was an, this is an old book. This woman had like 30 books that she had produced all self-published all very, very esoteric. Uh, Mostly she was a uh, historian of esoteric symbolism. And she was able to find through lines between almost all of these, what we would call secret societies and the uh, maledictions of the current uh, global leaders and how there's very clear and obvious overlaps if you know where to look. And then all of a sudden- Well, that knowledge is powerful, right? That knowledge is super powerful. And and if you consider that, you know, the, why would that knowledge be lost at the elite level? At the, in the same way, in the same way that the Epicurean philosophy, you know, that's being talked about in, in, in that book, The Swerve, or that's in that uh, Dererum Natura, was being kept, right, by the intellectual elite. We have to believe that during the time of the, myst- of the, the, the last mystical time that we had that was huge in the West, which was the Dark Ages, there was a whole lot. I mean, well, alchemy comes out of, that was actually like the height 
you could say, because that even bled into the Renaissance, right? So it was the very last piece was it was like the, the crossover of the mystic and the material, right? So mm -hmm. it was the height of the mystical that had embraced the material, you get alchemy. And it's like, these things clearly had power in doing things to at least control those in power. And, and these technologies have, for the most part, been lost to the average person, or you don't know that they're there. But you should assume that knowledge like that being powerful and useful wouldn't just leave. No. Right? The knowledge to control people wrap. would not leave. Of course. Yeah. Of course, it's, va it's valuable. Well, it's, maybe not even under wraps, but just simply as what we've come to know, what I recognize is, is a very uh, proficient use of just rebranding it. You rebrand sure. it, you rename it, you reshape yep. it a little bit, and all of a sudden, it's still the same fucking car. I mean, look at what a car is. A car is the same. Mm -hmm. Model by model, brand by brand, year by year, it's the same machine. It just has a different look each year, but it's the same fucking mm -hmm. thing. And so you just rebrand yep. these things over and over again. It's not hidden at all. It's, in fact, more and more, as I think you can probably see, it's right in our face. And even more, these people, these creatures, whether they're being, whether they're human or not, I don't really care anymore. I'm just interested <laughs> in to clock the movements and try to record them because. Well, they, what is, well, what is a human anyway? Right. At the end of the day, what is a human? I mean, we from a biological standpoint, we already know that we are an amalgamation of many different species. Right. Yeah. So like if, if you were like to that. just if you were to just well, we know it, right? Well, like both terrestrial and what we don't know. Exactly. well, exactly. So we like we define the So at the at the material level, right? At the material level, we know for sure that there are many different species of creatures that are inside and outside of our bodies and that without mm -hmm. them we can't live our gut flora and fauna are a prime example absolutely right? that's a great but, example so if you were to take out all of the other species that are on and in you're in my body we'd be dead within a week dead yeah yeah we wouldn't be able to process our food we and wouldn't be able to death. perspire correctly exactly. we and would be dead not through outside attack, but just because nope. things are so interrelated uh, yes. and interorganized um, that without yes. one, and this is the thing, this is why the left hand in our bodies, in ourselves, in our sovereign units, the left hand has to know exactly what the right hand is doing. Yes. There's a, it's like a, almost like an anti-compartmentalization as far as it's compartmentalized internally, but everything has to be completely coordinated so that you can't, you know, the liver is like, well, I don't give a fuck what the left and Southern hemisphere of the amygdala is doing. They're yes, all right. connected and they know yes. exactly what they're doing. And so we have all of these pieces that like, we make the separations, right? So it's like, we, we make the, the, these are arbitrary separations. Like I say, this is all my body, but I know that there is, there are actual other species of entities that are inside of me from the materialist view, right? Sure. But it's like, there are psych, psych, certainly people on the, the psychoanalytic side or the, if you're a Jungian psychoanalyst, right? You believe that that's like also happening. So, so this is to not go full mystic yet, right? But it's to be like, or let's do this. Clinical multiple personality disorder. Okay, yeah. Classic. Right? I love this. Yeah. Let's go there. So it's like, that's a whole... Where, does the, where is the distinction there? Like, those, there's multiple people in there. 
with multiple different experiences. This is not, this is like, we know this person has a certain memory. This person could speak a language. This person can't, this person is left-handed. This person is Mm right-handed. That's weird. Can write perfectly. Right. With either. It's like a little girl. This person's an old man. And it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. And their memories are only that like that. We know that this happens. Okay. This is an actual phenomenon that we see. Now we take it to a little, little further. So now people are still with it. They're like, okay, I'm still with it. Take it a little further. And it's like, look, I know from my own psychedelic experiences and anybody who's had deep psychedelic experiences knows there is other intelligence out there in the universe. Okay. Other intelligence. So if we know that there are other biological things that at a psychological level, we are probably in amalgamation because who's to say that just because I share memories that I'm not all of those people too, but they just happen to share enough. You know what I mean? Or some people mm-hmm. you get mad. I'm a, I'm a different person. I heard uh, Roy Jones Jr. The you know world champion boxer was just on Joe Rogan this right. week. And Joe Rogan said, so Roy, I've heard you talk about that. There's two people there's Roy Jones and then there's RJ. And Roy, you know, he got this look and he's like, yeah, he talked about one fight that he had because Joe was like, what fights have we seen RJ? And he's like, no, it was just that one fight. And Joe was like, yeah, it was a totally different person in that ring. And he was like, yeah, it's when RJ comes out, it's just like, I'm not even there anymore. It's just RJ. Wow. And so it's like, and, and, but it's, but it's to say like, we make the distinctions. Mm -hmm. And so what is it to be human? at the further level, right? At the, at the, in the other dimensions, because we're a multidimensional being. Because when I go and I interact with the spirits, when you go into your dream and you interact with the spirits, in your dream, you interact, that, that is not all in your head. Anybody who thinks that's in their head has never had a has psychedelic experience. That's right, yeah. Because yeah. there are definitely things outside. Because any, anybody who's done ayahuasca and everybody feels the same spirit, that's weird, right? To where every single person feels the ayahuasca spirit in the same way as a female, old, grandma, female. Everybody feels female. Why do males feel female? And, female? and it's and everybody and everyone's shocked by that. They're like, how is that? How is that possible? What do you think that is? Do you think that's Big Mother? I think it's. I, who knows, right? Who know? It, what I think it is is it is. Um, it is DMT being mediated. So, so the ayahuasca isn't actually the psychoactive. So, yeah. So there, there's there's a manager. There's a manager presence. There's a manager yes. consciousness, which kind of goes yes. back to my earlier question, like what. What do you think? And I don't expect you to have all the answers, obviously, Vin, man. You're just Vin, not me. But, I mean, so here, here's another example of a, of a consciousness management process happening there yes. where yes. it may manifest itself in as far as our limited... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cranial psychological understanding. Maybe it just comes through to people consciously on as humans as what we understand as feminine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You and know, but what is feminine anyway? And what? Right? And like what? What is, what, 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 no. is what is that? What is that? We could just push. <laughs> we could roll this thing out. So far. well. I mean, but uh, but uh, like what? All of these definitions are being mediated by our by our material frame. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yes. So all of our understanding of these symbols has to be understood through the limited scope of our container. There's the container again. Right. Okay. The container influences the it's 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 the filter it's the filter and that that container i do truly believe that we are an amalgam well look we are an amalgamation at the physical level we're an amalgamation like we if let's just go with evolution i mean we are a multi-celled creature but if you go by evolutionary biology they say well everything started as a single-celled creature that mm-hmm. then like ate another single-celled creature, but for some reason didn't digest it. They became one and the same and they started sharing genetic material. And then they created that one. And then it like sort of did the same thing. And it's like, so we're already trillions of creatures yeah. that have decided for some reason to organize themselves and to split jobs between one another to keep each other alive. So the cells in my heart are keeping alive the cells in my fingers. And they've decided that somehow, right? So it's like there's a consciousness that is organizing things. And it's like that, that organizational structure extends through many, many, many dimensions. And so what it is to be a human being, I mean, (laughs) that's... Yes. Is there some organizing principle? Yes. Will we ever understand it? No. Probably not. Can can we invite psychological infection and infection in the other dimensions? You know, you talk about like, uh, what did you say? Like riders? What did you call them? Uh, Uh, Passengers? Rideshare. Yeah. Rideshare? Like rideshares? Well, well, look, we can invite, we can invite biological rideshare, right? We, We can do that. We oh, can yeah. we do can play in mud. We can eat exactly mud pies. We can not wash our hands. We can exactly, fucking, you know, exactly. And so this, and so the mask fear, that's a ride share. That's a ride share. And they got us, they got us to take that on. And the thing is we can also spread ride share to people, right? We can spread biological viruses. We can, we can spread bacterial infections. We can spread right. fungal infections. We can spread amoebic, amoebic infections. We, can, the, we yeah. can spread these things. And of course, and we're to say that, that these things all have to be um, malevolent or detrimental. No. I think most of the, uh, oh my God, I think most of the, um, my email just happens to pop up it's right in my face. What? <laughs> Oh my well, god. Well, okay. a bacteria a bacteria yeah, I mean, is not malevolent, right? Bacteria is not malevolent. No, no, and finally my my little one, she understands. Like I've been telling her for about a year and a half, I'm like get dirty. Get dirty. Yeah, get sure. in there. 
I'm not saying yeah. don't wash your hands, but play in the dirt. Don't don't worry about it. You don't have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest message to her. And what I'm trying to work through is that like, you know, the messaging to her, which I recognize as abuse and nothing more, is that the world is a toxic, dangerous place and that she's yes. responsible for it. And now she has to change her behavior and be under surveillance all the time. And basically she's guilty. And mm-hmm. I have to combat that on my partial parenting schedule. And it's, it's fucking difficulty. It's difficulty to do that because it's easy for me to say, look, honey, the world is actually beautiful and magical and you're a sovereign creature who's lived forever. And I've always, always been your father and I always will. And you won't die. And there's no such thing as death, but there's a, a little kid who's like, you're being weird, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, everyone around her including your mom is mask up everywhere you go mm-hmm. the world is toxic nothing you can do we're just waiting for it to blow over and and mm-hmm. i know that we both know her mom and i and most of people around us all know that it's not going away yeah. but there's like this resistance to change behavior and something I, like i shared that little bit of that no agenda clip with you last mm-hmm. night and the what was in my last episode was really about, I mean, I kind of, I clipped a whole bunch of amazing poly in this video. The whole principle of it was like, we have to stop being afraid of getting in trouble. We have to make sacrifices. Mm -hmm. If that means getting fired, that means getting kicked out, Um, having to move because you're being assaulted for having an opinion that's contrary. That's what we have to do. Of course I can say that, but I, I, then I'm not, I'm not comfortable losing my job and possibly relocating from my town and completely changing the dynamic of my relationship with my daughter over, over principle. If I was a single man, Mm -hmm. fuck yeah, it would, we wouldn't even be talking about it. But Mm -hmm. the fact is that my life is not purely my own life. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, this is the, this is a, um, well, first, I mean, what, what you're doing with your daughter is like, that is how you construct the armor of God for her. That is the armor of God. I right? believe that's the, that's, that's the interesting thing is that it's, if we really think about as adults, like, you know, I hear my, my, the voice of my conscience, or if I'm thinking of what is right or wrong, you know, it is so many voices of people from my past, certainly my parents, my grandparents, my business mentors. Um, you know, it's why little quotes and aphorisms of, of wise people are so powerful for us to embed into our memory. Like that literally is the armor of God because mm-hmm. when that fear is coming or when whatever, it's like there's nothing to fear but fear itself. You know, like little, tiny, these tiny things, that's the armor. That's the armor that's stopping it all, you know? And yeah, I get it. And, and the reason why, you know, the reason why all of this is able to happen, and I think that you just nailed it. The reason why is, again, it's about the interconnectedness. It's that Tower of Babel moment. Mm-hmm. Is that this tower that we've built, in order to build it, we had to choose to make the choice to no longer be a single-celled organism and to be a cell in the body politic. We had to make that choice. We could have gone like Ted Kaczynski 
the Unabomber and one gone my, out and lived heroes. on our own. Right. Well, <laughs> and if you read his manifesto, that's what it's about. That's exactly is, what it's about. Is that, is that he's saying, uh-uh, something very bad is going to happen because you have given up your sovereignty and everybody is connected in a way that it's too tight. The thread is too tight and you don't have any control. And you're, you're reliant, we, all of us are, on all of the pieces staying intact, mm-hmm. right? We're all reliant upon that. And that's going to affect whether or not we're able to go here or go there. But again, it's even down to like the, look, so like for you, you're in a, you're in a situation that is similar to a lot of people where you're co-parenting, you have a child, and there are, you know, that is a web as well that we have set up. That it's like, okay, here are the rules around, um, you know, there's going to be uh, either marriage or there's going to be this custody. And then if the two of you are not together, then this is how that's going to arrange. And it's within this web of the judicial and all of this, right? So it's like, we've crafted this entire web and now we're in the web. And the, the idea of the web or the, the ostensibly like the, the it's, it's raison d'etre is like it's reason for existing. Yeah. Is to keep us alive. Supposed to be. Right. To make life easier. To protect us from the dangers of the outside. Yeah. The unknown. That's what, the the unknown. That's the, that's the idea of culture. Right. Is that if we will just follow along. Culture has proven to us that it will protect us. Right. If you just go along with the system, the system is powerful, you know, and it's down. It's everything from the stimulus checks, right, to, oh, there's going to be a vaccine coming. Oh, to the lockdown, to the governor saying it's my job to keep the people of this state safe, to reduce the it's like, actually, that's not your fucking job, bro. I never asked you to do that. I don't need you to keep me safe. I would like for you to stop stealing from me at the point of a gun. Yeah, I'm actually more right. scared of you than I am of anyone. That's the thing. People, on are, Earth. people are afraid of getting fired. People are getting afraid of getting canceled. Go. And I'm glad you brought up the stimulus checks. I've been thinking about this a little bit. Um, I think those checks are fake. I think every <laughs> single thing. Of course. I think course. every single thing about this whole spell is so fake. I've been thinking about these checks and I'm like, so we're supposed to believe that there, at one point, there wasn't any money. And now, because of this crazy yeah. flash, now there's all this money, which, we, which is created through magic. Through yeah. Oh, 100% magic. Printing it out of nothing. And then well, not even printing. Not even, not even printing. Not printing even printing. Would, it's all, printing yeah, would it's, be an improvement or, or a printing right. would at least be material. There'd this be is material. It'd magic. be tangible. This is super magic because we, believe, we simply believe it's real, yes. and we agree that we believe collectively that it has value. Yes, and we Agreed. can trade it for goods and services. And none of these things actually have any tangibility that you can touch, like this plate no. or like nothing. No. And so no. I'm thinking about this. So we're supposed to believe at one point there was no money, or there wasn't at least there wasn't enough money because we're the most powerful nation in the world again double air quotes this is all so fake and then all of a sudden there's this flash and now they give us some money and we hear about all this other money but there's no real tangible holdable 
graspable evidence of any of it at all ever no. and there never will be because it's fake well it's uh, what i what i what i thought was so interesting about it was that it you know it started out with direct deposit that, right. that that's everybody got the direct deposit and it was like into their bank accounts but here was the interesting part it's a test run for the digital currency the fucking well you know wallet. it wasn't the the money was not sent from the treasury no to, to the banks. No, That's not, not how it happened. How it happened, and people don't realize this, was the Treasury authorized the banks to increment the amount in these bank accounts. Yes. They didn't send them anything. No, it was they just, just said, click. Here's, here's the bank accounts. Here's the authorization. We authorize you to add, to just add money in. You yes. want to talk about magic. That's it's like, magic. Wait, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You did, wait, you did what? You did what? And I believe. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the magic is that we believe that it was this big transaction and agreements and negotiations. And no, someone said, oh, no. we we're printing the money and we're going to send you the checks because we're going to no. make the checks and we're going to sign them and we're going to lick the envelopes and you get it because we all are trying really hard to help you. And it's such a lie. That's the spell. That's the real mm -hmm. magic. The transaction mm -hmm. of numbers on this screen to numbers on this screen is irrelevant. The magic right. is in the belief that it actually happened. Yes. And, and I think that it was, it was as much about seeing if they could get away with it. Yes. As it, as it, and, that's, and that's why and there hasn't God, been another did. stimulus oh check. My God. They well, that's why there hasn't been another stimulus. No. The real reason there hasn't been another stimulus is they're like, okay, we know that we can do this now. We've never yeah. done this. It's like yeah. we've, never, we've never done it at, at, like, on this level at this scale. Yeah. We know that we can do this now. We know that the people will go along with it now. Yeah, and they won't so, come and put our heads in guillotines. No, and so now it's like, oh, oh, so we could just do anything now. Yes. Like, we literally, we now, they, they now officially control everything. Like, before yes. it was like masters of the universe, but now it's really to where it's like, wait a minute. So you're telling me, think about this for just a second. You're telling me we can get these people to go and go to work, do all kind of labor, do all kind of shit, and give them nothing? Like, literally give and them, make them nothing. And actually pay us to do that? Exactly. So, so what they're going to Yes. Yes. So what they're going to do is they're going to go out, and they're going to build all the things, build all the things, build all the things. We'll give them fake... Uh, credits for this we'll we'll just make it up they'll trade with each other but there will be excess right and then we and but we will make them give us credits and then we will use the credits the fake credits to buy the excess it's like wait this is just slavery with more steps yes that you're, you you literally let, just describe slavery with and more we steps. call it and we call it democracy and freedom and it's just it's <laughs> so hilarious it's infuriating when you finally see it for what it is, and this is why I get, and I'm, I mean, this is why you live where you live. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. uh, because I try to, I try to just entertain this notion to people, and they're like, "Are you <laughs> fucking out of your mind? He owes us money. He's killed two hundred thousand people. It's the Orange Man." And I'm like, "You yeah. don't get it." Oh, and yet you're in charge of my job and yeah char and you have and this is but this is the other thing too is like this is i believe 
I believe that because I've been told that and because I've been comfortable uh, growing myself into belief that that is real. The reality is, is that that person doesn't control shit. And no. that I actually have sole dominion and control over my sovereign universe. And what it really takes is action. And that action is rarely enjoyable. But this is the, but that is the, that is the mark of the magician. Like, so anybody who has studied magic in terms of, in terms of how do you become a magician in terms of M-A-G-I-C-K, right? If you're talking about like Crowley, the Thelema, you know, uh, OTO, any of that stuff, right? That it's like the, what you're doing when you're becoming a magician is a magician is someone who is in has complete sovereignty over his own reality right that it's like it is actually the the art of of not being susceptible to the magic that's pushed against you and then being able to take your control of reality understand okay these are the narratives this is the language this is the landscape and then to be able to alter the landscape with your language as you choose to do it. At, and then to really do it is at scale. And so when we're talking about the secret societies, that's what they're training to do. And when you talk about even at like a low level, right, of like a Masonic rite, Masonic lodge and the initiation and all yeah. of that what all of that initiatory process is to teach you. And again, Mason, it's about, it's about, construction it's about having the tools to construct the world in the way that you want it to to be but not the physical world the internal landscape of those around you and it must be those around you because you're in complete control of your internal your own internal landscape Mm -hmm. so like we're moving into a place where if you are not a magician you're a slave period that's what I'm trying to like bring to people as the message to open their eyes is that like, there is no marching in the streets. There is no complaining about anything. There is no politics. There is no yeah. voting. There is Starting no any of that. Petitions and recall no. shit. It's just, it's farts in the wind. It doesn't. So well, it's, it's part of the spell. Like if you, do, if, if you do that, you yeah. are a slave. You are a slave under the spell. All of those things are prescribed things that slaves can do under the spell. That's right. Your job is to first is to first take control of your internal reality. Once you take control of your internal reality in a magical mystical domain, you will what be able that? to see the spells. What does that look like? Just to um so taking control of your internal reality, your internal yes. landscape. What could you say briefly um Mm. how like how does a uh an, an uninitiated person who is striving for personal freedom how do how, how would they recognize that how would they uh, recognize the the yes. actions or how would they recognize if that was what they were actually doing and and to, and to see that landscape for what it is i guess it is, what, are, what are some of the stepping stones so the the so the the metric the way that you know is that the words that come out of your mouth are your words. And what I, yes. what I mean is, what I mean is this, and you know this, and especially that you will see this when talking with people about this COVID stuff, 
when you talk to them and what comes back to you from out of their mouth are talking points of TV or something and it's, yes. it, it, they have not thought about it. The unexam- they are living an unexamined life. So they don't know from whence their beliefs come. That is how you know they are, they are a slave and under a spell. Right. Because when a magician speaks, a magician is speaking. The reason why his words are magic is because they are his words. He is not, because when those people speak, they are reinforcing the fabric of the, of the people who cast the spell on them in the first right. place. And, and furthering, consecrating the egregore of that spell. So they are spreading a mimetic virus. They are, a, they are just a virus carrier. Yeah. So it's a magician building, building like yes. a big mud pie. Yes. And so a magician has is constantly ridding himself of other people's memes. Right? Fantastic. And and is examining the words that come out. All you have to do to be a magician is listen to the listen to the words that come out of your mouth and constantly be saying as you speak, was that my words or was that someone else's words? Do Fantastic. I believe that Fantastic. or is that someone else's belief? Yes. Because, think, because think about what this means from a, a mimetic standpoint. If the only words that ever come out of your mouth are yours and they are an expression of your reality, then you are spreading your memes. And if the words that are coming out of your mouth are the memes that will build the reality that is beneficial to you and yours and the people around you and are an expression of love of humanity. Yes. That is what will spread. And that's what it looks like. It's so simple. All you have to do is examine the words coming out of your mouth, because the other thing is this, the words coming out of your mouth are the words that you're thinking in your own internal, internal monologue. Yeah. And so if you're repeating and wheel spinning of the same diatribe, can you know um toilet water that is media that is twitter that is facebook that is your coworkers, yes. your ex your friends your wife your girlfriend and you're just repeating the things which i find myself doing honestly i, I find myself because these things they spin around and they spin around mm-hmm. and and um and i i honestly i sometimes i spit them back out of course we I, all do and I, and I pretend that they're mine but then most of the time i try to hold them and really think about the words themselves individually and how they form an equation and what does that really mean? Yes. And then, and upon that, that's when I started thinking about like, you know, these fucking checks are fake. The money's not (laughs) there. And I haven't heard anyone say that. I haven't heard anyone Mm -hmm. say there's no money. Yeah. Well, people, it's a whole industry just talking about the money. That's not even real. And I'm like, it's not there. (laughs) <laughs> well that's the but that is the that is the the realist but it is there right so this is also this well, is the also there the, but it's not what it says it's not it's not in the form well, well but it is right <laughs> so so this is also this is also the like if you go to the store and you purchase something with that money and the other person took it it is yeah it's there it is there it is there. And so, but I think that this is like, this is the realization that is the most difficult, right? It is to not to discount the spell, 
it is, and again, this is what I'm, when I say we better get real magical, real quick, right? I've been saying that a lot. What I mean is, what I mean is it's don't dismiss the magic. We've left that time. That was for the materialists to say, ah, the money's not there and here's the evidence. No, we're not in that age anymore. No. It's going to be difficult for those of us who grew up at the end of that age, right? The, the pre, this is really it's social media that has, that tipped us. That was the, fi- that was like the final tipping point. Right. Where, right. And, and look, the, the fucking filters, the Instagram filter, that's probably like, because like, is that the reality or is that not the reality? Oh, like, right. Yeah. The, the magical mirror. The magical you know? mirror. But it's like, does she look like that or does she not look like that? It's like, hmm, well, most of the people are never going to see what she actually looks like in person. So for the 50 million followers that she has on Instagram, that is actually how she looks. And that's how she'll, that's how she'll ever look to That's how she'll ever look. All right. Yeah. So, okay. Check this out. So when, when we're, when this protest and stuff are going on here in Portland, I noticed something and I know everyone noticed it. It's the one thing that is the most prominent part of these mm-hmm. protests, riots, whatever you want to call them. And I'm not talking about the violence is that this is the way we protest now with yep. our phones. And yep. so, and we're recording, everyone is recording everything constantly yep. and they're, and they're, they're not watching. They're not living what's in front of them. They're no. viewing it all and experiencing it all through this, through this mirror. Yes. Which I find to be yes. incredibly magical. And I feel like not only is it, well, first I recognize it as, oh, that's, that's mind control. There's, there's some mind control action happening there, but and mind control is just another, it's kind of sub definition of, of magic for sure. But I just found it really interesting that there isn't a person out there unless they're wielding something with their hands Mm-hmm. isn't holding a phone recording it and yet experiencing this thing through that magic mirror Do you because have about that? yeah there's a there's a, a, a it, it goes back to this goes full circle to exactly what i was talking about at the beginning about the translation of the real world into the mystical of the material into the mystical what they're mm-hmm. doing is they are translating they're literally t- taking the, the material world and moving it through a portal. Oh my God. And they're coding it and they're coding it all yes. at the same time. Yes. It's they're turning being, it into language. They're turning it into language, into code. Yes. The entire world, the entire fluidity of the third dimension is being formatted into binary yes. in real time. Because we want, because we don't want to live in the material world anymore. Oh, Human man. beings have yeah. moved. Wow. Wow. We have moved into, I'm telling, this is what I'm trying to explain to people. <laughs> yeah. our, our species, we move in cycles. Our species doesn't want to be in the material age anymore. We want to be in the mystical age. And so we're taking the material world, when they say software will eat the world, people on their own are, are, letting, are, are becoming instruments of the mystical to take the entire world and put it into the mystical so that they can live in the mystical age. Yes, in the timelessness and also the ability to yes. repeat it, to filter it, to accentuate, to, to change uh, the rules, to, to change, it, to, change to change the rules, which is what? The editorial power, which is God, godliness, which is. Well, the, the, the rules, the rules are the order. 
So yes. this is the new order of the world. Yeah, this is the, the new world <laughs> yeah. order. I the know. new rules of the world. I know. This is it. It's here. It's here. But, but it looks totally different. And it's happening for totally different reasons than people maybe thought previously. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't We're doing it on like, our own. Yeah, it doesn't look like UN troops no. yeah it doesn't nope. look like nope. bombers and gray skies and melted buildings nope. it looks like nope. every day but and, it's and all well but or, or does it right but every day is like you know what we're preparing ourselves for is uh we're preparing ourselves to live in and this is look the, the science fiction has told us why did the matrix movie why did it become why did it strike such a nerve it was one of those things that people saw it and they immediately said, this is a deep spiritual movie. There's been books written about the philosophy of the matrix. There's been all of these things. Oh, I yeah. don't think that, I don't think that now the, the Wachowskis are, are strange outlier individuals, right? I think they both now, they're, they both now transition. I think they're both female now. Oh, and like, wow. Yeah. And so they're like some, and I believe they're twins. They, they've got all kinds of, interesting and weird outlier things about them right they're so they're terrestrial could maybe they're they're definitely connected with those other things we're talking about right right yeah and so they they write this story and it it, it hits a nerve with everyone who sees it where they everyone. realize yeah i just watched something profound yeah religious in biblical nature. biblical in nature right yeah and this is why, because like what we saw was like, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know for so many people, they were not Neo. They were not Morpheus. They were not Trinity. You know who they were? They were Cypher. They were the guy saying, eating the steak saying, put me back in the matrix if I destroy yeah. them. I'll, I'll Ignorance is bliss. But this yeah. time I want to be rich. Make me rich. Make me handsome. Give yeah. me, you know, power. And, and the agents were like, sure, no problem, sir. Yeah. Like we can, we can. Every day I have that steak moment, at least once every day. There's that moment where I'm just like, God, man, maybe I'm on the wrong side. Maybe there. Well, I mean, that's an no Instagram side, but... filter. It's an Instagram <laughs> filter. <laughs> totally to so yeah. to say to say for people to be like oh no i wouldn't be cypher i would and it's like um instagram filters because the matrix is the inst he was asking for an instagram filter 
He didn't want to live in the dirty, grimy world. He wanted to eat steak. He wanted to be Dan Bilzerian. Yeah, yeah, he wanted. That's what he. That's steak. what he wanted, and so it's like, he where didn't do want we to shoot meth? No, nope. want to eat a burrito. Nope. He wanted to eat steak. Right, and so the, so it's this: when they offer that you can just live in the matrix when they offer that you can just live your whole life in the virtual reality, right. when they offer that you can just take the UBI, basically live in a casket, a closet, because yeah. think, of, think about the progression, right? It starts out with, I don't have a job, I've got UBI, but I can only afford to live in this small little place, but I can afford an, ocu- I can afford yeah. an Oculus VR, well, and the VR is so good. Uh, the VR is so good that I can spend the whole day in it and I can just live in this world. And then it's like, you know what? I don't even need like all this. I can go and live like in a, in a, a, a closet type space and I'll share a bathroom because I'm just in this VR every day. And then it's like, you know what? I don't even need a closet type space. I'll just live in, a, in like a, a, a little capsule. Yeah. And then it's like, wait a minute. That's the matrix. And then after a while, like, now you're in the pod. This, I don't even need this body. Body. Anymore. I don't yeah. even need this body. I don't even need this body. And, and that, I mean, but the that, UBI is the bribe for that kind of conditioning. You yeah. know, that kind of thing yeah. which is probably going to come in some sort of hyper. But, but it's, but thing the thing is like, it's not or, even, it's not even a bribe, a bribe. Like I think looking at it as a bribe is to miss it. Right. Hmm, interesting. That, that this is, this is a trajectory of a cycle. Yes. Yes. This is our global consciousness wanting to move back into the mystical. And so it's like, oh, yes, okay. We we want to go there already, and so this is a this is just the UBI is just like an obvious logical progression because it's like I don't want to work anymore, or if I do work, I'll work inside the virtual world. Like there will still be jobs. That's what's crazy. So many like, and what have people done? They're working Essential. remote. <laughs> well, th- forget about the essential workers. The most important people are the remote workers, right? Read mm. the stories just coming out in the last two weeks. Microsoft, Twitter, Apple. They've said, oh, yeah, we're going to let people work remotely permanently. Those are the exact people who are going to take the VR. They can do their job in the virtual world. Of course, yeah, yeah. They're already doing it in a virtual world. What about the sanitation worker and the and the civil servants? There's going to be a, there's going to be a lot less of them needed. People are not going to be leaving their homes. It's true, right? What about You've got a, What's going to happen to my? <laughs> I'm I'm hoping to get out of. I mean, I, I think we're going to we're going to see the post office is one of those systems that is absolutely on its way to collapse, and I couldn't I couldn't welcome it more. Well, this is not going to be tomorrow. Right? No, this it's going to be a I, I, while I don't, now. Maybe. Well, maybe. Things are happening very Things are happening very, things very are happening fast, but not with the post office. The post office no. is like one of those institutions that is the last to evolve. Yes. Yes. It and we will have- so hard and, for that bureaucracy. And so I think that like, this is, this is one thing to think about and to look at is like, you know, the, these, there will be institutions that remain and to a certain degree- keeping some institutions as artifacts is going to be key to the reboot of the Renaissance out of this because it doesn't last forever. And it's also going to serve to remind everyone that 
despite all of this transmutation, you're still human. We still have yes. these, we still have these antiquated things that are just kind of cute and fun and they'll never go away like the male. Although everything is going to be directly, you know, hyper accelerated, but there'll still be this cute little thing called the male or um, combustion engines or mm-hmm. running water, you know. But well, like, uh, like, well, like Dererum Natura, right? Like a some Roman book in a mon- monastery. That's right. That be- that because someone finds this, it's just again, what turns what will be occult knowledge will be simple information about growing a garden, mm-hmm. about about fixing an internal combustion engine, mm-hmm. right? It'll be these simple things to where how do I, okay, so, but how would I even escape the matrix? Like, where does food come from? It's like the movie Idiocracy, right? Where they're oh, watering yeah. the, the watering the plants with Brondo. They don't even know that you use water, right? That's, <laughs> and they resist any idea yes. of that violently. Yes. Violent yes. resistance. That, I just well, that was another, that was another movie. Ago. That was another movie that everybody I know who's watched it from the time that it came out to now is like, and, and, and the later it gets, and then you watch it, you're like, oh, wow. Just like the matrix. It was like, that's deep because the reality yeah. is somewhere between the two. Yeah. yeah. Right. These were both sort of in pseudo independent films that had like B list actors. I mean, Keanu Reeves had fallen off at the time of the matrix, right? Mm-hmm. Like that revived his career, but it's like both of those movies were kind of, and they became these cult classics really, you know, and that everybody has seen. And the reality is somewhere actually in between the matrix and in the idiocracy, we're seeing both. Right. And it, it, it that, that savior because both, in both cases, it's about a savior coming. Yeah, yeah. Right? In both of those movies. A, and a, in both, a reluctant hero that... Reluctant hero. Doesn't want to do it, but has nothing... That, that has no choice because there's integrity at stake. There's integrity and, of, the, of the species, of the consciousness, of the, of the memory that there is... That this is, this is corrupt... Yeah. And it's, but, but I think it's, it's, it's that it's being able to see the corrupt, the corruption. And part of being able to, to see the corruption is having perspective. Mm -hmm. So, so there's the, you know, there's the perspective of the, the hacker, the anarchist libertarian view that Neo already has as he goes into the whole thing. Right. So he's ripe. He's ripe. Yeah. He's operating in both gray and black markets. Exactly. And we see that in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, here's this thing. And then we have this guy who's in a time capsule, basically. And so it's like, he has the old occult knowledge. Even, even, but in that case, the occult knowledge is something as simple as you got to water plants with, you got to use water on plants, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and but, but as crazy as it sounds, when you do the logical progression of a generation that is living in the mystical, which is, you know, this virtual world where things just, you know, the food will be terrible because it will probably just be like that food in the matrix that is just to like keep you nourished. It may, it may even be like IV, mm-hmm. right? That it's like, mm-hmm. that's a logical progression of where we're going, of where people are asking to go. Yeah, yeah. People they are can experience, demanding. They can experience the... Uh, 
the the fine dining, the text, the taste, and the texture of their steak virtually. I mean, even before that, right? Even they can just before have it in that, VR. to where they can be, to where they can be a, a king in their own dominion, to where they can be a pop star and have the adoring, cheering crowd, even if they're not real, if it's just really good AI that's there and actually talking to them and all of that, and like people will trade that for real yeah. life. Yeah. And they've shown that they will because they, they want to put an Instagram filter on. They, they don't even want to show people what they really look like. They want people to see them as something else. And the other thing is they don't actually know that those are people. They're, they're numbers. It's, they're getting a serotonin and, and dopamine shots from numbers going up in yeah. a database. How much more mystical and magical do you want than that? I change the number and you get happy. (laughs) That's, but go, but go back to, of course, that's the society that is willing to accept that that number going up in the bank account has value because they're willing to accept that by putting a one and a period and a three and an M after the word followers, that this person has value. Yeah. We've we've gone the numbers is the value. It's already mystical. It's numbers in a database showing up on your screen. Yeah. There's no evidence that this be, is real. Those numbers could just be constructed. They could just be erased, sure. edited, Dude, put Absolutely. There's some altered through any Because sort of there's some there's somebody with there's somebody with admin access to that database. Yeah. Period. Yeah, and we there was an actual we, individual with yeah. access to that. And instead, the of same as at the that, bank, we believe that there is this honesty policy that every single vote, no. every vote counts, and every like matters. And it's like, no, these are just that's why you get like uh, uh, your your interview. I think I saw uh, Ke- Ken Thoreau tweeted like your interview with the uh, Hotep Jesus like four point yeah. nine thousand. It's like what? That's not real. That right. can't be real, but I know that, like, how would I know that that's real or not? But it's like, just the suggestion of that was like, uh, uh, no. But then you think about the the scale and the reach of, like, Hotep Jesus and, and even yep. yourself. Yep. It's like, how could that possibly be so little? Because these things are arbitrary. They don't matter. They don't they're matter. They're just like these little, these little they're, they're nudges. They're nudges mm-hmm. to get you to react. And that's, and this is, so this is part of becoming a magician in this age, Mm, right? This is to say, this is again, the thought of like, oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, oh, that's not actually, and it's not that it's not real. It's like, no, it is very real. It is very real for this individual. But then it's to start crafting and being like, "Mm, but are there things that are more valuable? Right. Like what is the what is the value that I can that I can use and that I can subscribe to and be a part of? Mm-hmm. So it's like I create money every day. Right. I, I I'm uh I, I work in Bitcoin, you know, and I'm and so like right now I've got I'm in the middle of making a stable coin. And it's like that's me issuing my own money. So I can do that. We use stable coins on this island every day. Right. And it's like, I make the wallet for it. And then I make the point of sale. And then I do all these. And it's just like, yeah, sure. Why not? If people will believe it. So I don't. So why would I? So then here's what here's where it goes to like, 
why would I say that that money in the bank is fake? That's fucking stupid for me to do. Yeah. No, believe those numbers are real. Yeah. So are mine. Yeah. It's, so are it's, the it's so not, are the numbers that I created. It's not fake. It's the story behind the fake. It's the story behind the money that's fake. It's the lie. It's the idea that we're all. Is it a lie? That we all is it a lie? Is it a lie? <laughs> I, I think it is. I think, whole, <laughs> I think it's all lies, Vin. I think it's all lies. I, but I think I, I do think that you're right in that regard, right? And I think that this is the difference between being a uh, magician who is a just and like a good magician, and being a a, a bad and malignant magician. Is the malignant magician is telling. Uh, is is deceive is trying to deceive you into believing something, right? Whereas the good magician is is what comes out of his mouth are not lies, they they are truths, right? But it is constructed in a way and constructed in a narrative that is that raises your energy to the place where you can now operate in that space. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like so it's not to say you know like. I'm making this stablecoin, and this stablecoin is based upon, um, you know, proof of work and all of these things that are happening. And this is real, and I can communicate why it's real now. The value is magical, right? Like, but it's actual like work taking place. It's not like a scam. It's not like some one coin where they say, "Oh, we've got this gold in a vault," right? That would be bad magic. Yeah. To where you're like. I've got $5 billion worth of gold in a vault and this represents these gold certificates. And then the person's like, I want to cash this certificate. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe there's no come back later when you got something. And then I take off. Right. Yeah. And it's like, make whatever I've done. That's a Ponzi scheme. That's bad magic. Right. But like Bitcoin, that's good magic. But the fact that people that a Bitcoin, which is again, numbers in a database, it's just numbers, but that I can go and sell one Bitcoin for over $11,000 right now. That's magic. Yeah. That's magic. But there's no lies involved. No. It's all out in the open. Everybody can see everything. Somebody's making that decision and they believe it because somebody else does. And it's like, that's the good magic. So it's about accepting the mystical, not saying it's fake. Like, okay, you can say, oh, Bitcoins, this is fake. Somebody did this the other day, right? Where they were like... Um, oh yeah, Bitcoin, I don't believe in all that stuff. And it's just like, whatever. And then it was like, oh, so if I offered you one Bitcoin right now, you wouldn't, you wouldn't take it, it's, it's worthless. And he was like, well, how much is one Bitcoin? We were like, <laughs> $11,000. And he was like, oh, uh, oh, I'll take it. I'll t- I'll, uh, yeah, if you want to give me one, I mean, I'll take a Bitcoin. Like, oh, I didn't know. I had no idea. And it's oh, like, we're totally uh-huh, take uh-huh. it, even though it's worthless. It's worthless, right? You just told me it was worthless. Yeah. Right? And so that's the magic. And there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of that. And so it's like, don't lie. You don't need the Instagram filter. Yeah. I think that there's a lot more power in the person who's like, no, this is unfiltered, man. Like, I, I'm going to spend the time becoming something. I'm not going to put the lie on it. I'm not going to put the filter on it. That is the, mag- that is the path of the magician. That is the path of the alchemist. It's about to change yourself. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Who cares about the million followers and likes and this and that? No, no, no. Change yourself. Because then you'll, you don't want to attract a million people to you. You want to attract, like, 
a hundred people who improve your life who are on the same path that you're on. Yes. That you can mutually benefit each other without mm -hmm. uh, interference or, or unwanted influence. You and that's it. Mutual beneficent with, uh, with choice and, and, uh, and, and freedom to do so or not. Mm -hmm. And to not have that hanging need like, Oh God, I haven't, you know, I haven't talked to her for four days. I better at least just respond to her texts. But if you mm -hmm. don't want to, then don't, you know, mm -hmm. and not have that be a thing, you know? Um, so is that, is that where you're at now? As far as you, you've settled, you've settled yourself and your, your little family um, onto this place. And now mm -hmm. you physically um, contained and protect yourself. Are you, are, are you uh, moving toward a more spiritual outputting kind of life or where, where are you at now as far as formatting and, and, um, I guess, uh, yeah, I just, wh wh where, where are you going now? Well, I mean, I've I, like my, I've always been a primarily like interested in the spiritual domain. Right. And that's for me, that's been able to pay off, um, in that, yeah, whether, whether it's been sort of the more psychological, like in my sort of, you know, first pickup artist days, which was heavily influenced by like, you know, getting involved in NLP and all of that, but a lot of occult stuff. And then, you know, becoming like just one of the best at that and winding up on a TV show, you know, that's like following me around for that and living that life. And, you know, and then having software and software is, as we've talked about, is very magical and being involved in cryptocurrency, which is super magical in that regard, especially in this environment, mm -hmm. uh, as all the things we're talking about regarding money. Um, you know, I'm lucky that I get to spend my days doing that. And, um, you know, while I do put out content, it's, it's more when I'm inspired. Uh, I, there's a ton of stuff in terms of, you know, I've, I've had this book sort of sitting on the back burner and it's probably mostly written now. Like I probably could stick a whole bunch of different things together. And I, I think that for now, I mean, we've been here in Saipan for six months and, you know, I'm working on the cryptocurrency stuff here, which to me is like, it's crucial and very, for the reasons we're talking about, it's like, it's a very important exploration of that sort of, you know, money grows on the tree of knowledge. It's that that's, I get to explore that with my hands in it every day yeah. at yeah. the same level as the masters of the universe who are saying to the bankers, Hey, increase that number. Like I actually get to do that every day, right. With global payment systems. And I get to do magic on them all day. So that's like, wow, I mean, to, 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 to learn and experience that, that's been mostly where my, where my output has been. And it's been a very internal process, right? So I'm working on projects that are, you know, there, there are various groups out there that I'm working with and we're doing projects that are very, very interesting, but it's not things that I talk about publicly. Um, that's the, like the nature of valuable knowledge, right? Uh, mm -hmm. that those things that are really valuable are not the things that anybody ever really talks about the things that they really value in their life. Um, you know, whether that's anything from the pin number to your, to your uh, ATM card, to whatever kind of interesting <laughs> sexual fetishes you may have, you know, those are the things that people keep private. Yeah. But those are also the things that are the most valuable to them, right? So it's like, that's the nature of valuable knowledge. Um, in terms, this has been a pattern in my life though, um, there's always the internal and then there's the like the external expression, you know, mm -hmm. and usually it's it, it when the time is right, it just happens. That was basically what happened with the, 
you know, getting cast on that TV show was like, I was doing a lot of internal exploration in terms of relationships and whatnot. And, um, you know, that was crucial for me at, at the, the place that I was at in my life. And it was something that I wasn't really talking to a lot of people about. I was doing like software work and whatnot. And then here comes this opportunity to, you know, sort of had this moonlight secret career uh, as a, as a gigolo, you know, and then here comes Showtime out of nowhere. And they're like, Hey, we want to do a show about yeah. you know, the agency that I was working with. And here I am. And now it's this very public expression of all of these things. And my, my first book, Dow with the Gigolo basically like came out of that. So, um, and it was sim- very similar with the libertarian stuff, you know, that it was like, I was exploring these ideas of anarchism and whatnot, as I was sort of inside that world, this, this gray market of sort of the right. gigolo world right? and uh, experiencing that. And then it was kind of like, activist post came along and they were like, Hey, we saw these little rants that I I was doing some little rants, you know, just to get some, express some things on YouTube with like 20 views, you know? And then here comes this big, you know, alternative media outlet. And they're like, Hey, you want to do a podcast? And I was like, I don't want to do a podcast, but I've got this idea for a multi-camera show. And like, here, let's try it, you know? And then boom, there's the expression. Yeah, and, and it was the same thing with cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's interesting know? how it just kind of it exponentially uh, pinballs itself from one thing to the next to the next to the next through the willingness to undergo uh, vulnerability and risk. And I find that really, really admirable. You know, I think well, that's it's the, the, it's it, that's the transformative process. That is right. Is that uh, and that's the alchemical process? Is that like you have to go inside, burn yourself to ash. Mm-hmm. You have to be, or at least have a willingness to burn yourself to ash, to reconstitute yourself. You know, that's the, that's the becoming that you have to become a new person to do a yeah. new thing. The recombination. And so, and so that's really, you know, that, that represents, I think this is now representing that because I mean, we came here with basically the clothes on our back, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we left, we were lucky enough that we had family that we could basically leave what we had amassed in our life there uh, in California where we left from, but we came with like our luggage allowance basically. Right. And, you know, since that time we've shipped some stuff and whatnot, but we, but it also was very nice that it allowed us to start out and be like, okay, well, what do we really need? How, you know, and we're very simple people, my wife and I and my kids and we're, you know, but it's like, it's a simple life here. It's a happy life. Um, We've, we've, you know, connected with a great community of people, but it's also that opportunity to be enclosed and safe. Uh, And I mean, psychologically safe and, and all the shit that's happening in the world has not really encroached here. In this yeah, space. I wouldn't think so, man. You're like no. in the smack in the middle of the Mariana Trench. Yeah, ocean. yeah exactly. I mean, damn, exactly. Do you think well, and the culture here is very strong. The culture, yeah. the culture that dominates this island is an ancient culture. It's 3,000 years old, you know, uh, the Chamorro culture. Yeah. And so, and it's all about family. Their culture is all based on family hierarchies and all of, and clans and all of that. And they still wield all of the political power here. Yeah, I heard so, you talk about that in some of their previous yeah. Uh, recordings. Yeah, so so it's so they have. There's a momentum there that is not easily changed. Let's just right. put it like that. Like it's hard to change that momentum. Do you think it's going to get too small for you there eventually? No, 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 no. It's I'm pretty a, big. I'm a, it's larger than I'm Hawaii, a house cat. Wrong? No, no, it's not larger than the Big Island. No, Saipan. But I, I'm a house cat, man. 
Like, um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I don't need much. I'm a creature of habit. Um, and right now I live right smack on the beach. So it's like, you know, in terms of small, every morning I wake, you know, I wake up around sunrise and I open my back gate. And when I open my back gate and I step out, I'm on the sand, right? Literally, I step one foot out and I'm on the sand of the beach. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I walk on the beach and like, if ever I feel like something is too small, all I need to do is just turn and look to the West. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, for sure. open ocean. It's like, no, dude, it ain't small at all. It ain't small at all. It's huge what's yeah. here, you know. So, so um, probably gonna wrap here in a minute. Yeah, but I sure. Wanted to, I wanted to ask you um, two questions. Okay. So the first one: What do you think, as a mystic person? I consider you a, a, a mystic. Um, what do you think is going to happen to you, Vin, at your at your time of death? Do you do you mm. think that you will be given a choice? Do you think that human beings, for one, have a choice at death to transcend into a light, which very well may be a trap, or do you think that there is a bit of a recycling renewal program that um, uninitiated and unenlightened or unilluminated people may not be aware of and just be kind of shucked back into uh, the plane? Do you think that there is free will still that transcends mm. death or um, and what do you think is going to happen with you? Have you ever, do you think about that kind of stuff? Oh, sure. Of course. How, I mean, <laughs> how could you not? Right. And, you I not, mean, right? and that's a, and especially as a, as, as someone who does psychedelic exploration, it's like, that's such a huge part of it. Right. And, and the, the, that sort of, I think a lot of people feel like a, it's as much of it as a simulation of death in some ways, but I don't, I don't necessarily have a, have a fear of death. I think, I think there's, there's always the uncertainty and it's a, it's certainly when you, you know, I have a practice of thinking about those types of things deeply. Mm -hmm. And I think whenever you think about anything deeply, if you're not at least a little bit uncomfortable, you're not really thinking about it hard. And so God, there's tons of discomfort, but it's something to think about. Um, I think you know, I, my, my impression is that at that moment, it probably, it probably won't matter, but that also anything that I would think about it is through the lens of the container again, the vessel, Okay. right? So the vessel has um, a survival instinct, right? Like that's, that's built in. I have a survival instinct. We, we, we automatically are um, repulsed by the idea of our own death and we do anything to prevent it. And that's part of the, the vessel. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, yeah. and so it's just like, you know, how seeing colors is part of the vessel. Tasting sweet is part of the vessel. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about death, we're talking about the time at which the vessel is no, no longer active. And so to try to like, you know, even the idea of light, right? Like, oh, there's a light to go to. It's like, well, that's part of the vessel, right? And <laughs> yeah. there's, and there's right. plenty of, there's plenty of vessels on this planet that don't have light receptors. Have you heard of the, the, the idea that like archons, are you familiar with the concept yeah, of archons? Yep, yep, yep. And the Gnostic, the whole the Gnostic idea. Possi like the theory that there could be like uh, 
the trick of the light that going into the light is a is a trick to uh maybe cycle your consciousness and that uh and and by voluntarily um going in toward this beam this light this other realm then you are complicit and you forfeit your own will to be uh, i mean it's, it seems again, again it seems to it, back into the plane i mean again it seems to be like that still is in the context of the vessel right so it's like mm, we're still talking we're still talking about like so so let's let's put it like this to a, there are beings on this planet that have no light receptors right? There are creatures on this planet that live in total darkness and have no way of knowing whether it's light or dark. They can feel heat. They can feel cold. So like, so let's say like an earthworm, right? It doesn't know whether it's in light, whether it's in darkness. It knows whether heat or cold, it knows whether maybe moisture or dryness, right? It tries to go one to the other. For single-celled organisms, there's tons. They die, right? Mm. But there's no, nothing about light, Right or somebody who somebody who is born without completely without an ocular anything, right? It's like they couldn't even describe to you what is light, right? Maybe they do have an internal light because it's part of the brain or like who knows? But again, these are all like metaphors of the even the idea of like consciousness being recycled or something like that is like I feel like these are all metaphors of the the vessel, and this will be the moment when the vessel is no more. So it's kind of like there's it i think all of the emotions any fear love all of these are again they're all in the context of the vessel right um they're all because they all have a physical sensation to them that's related to the body and so it's like when the body is absolutely no more and the brain is also no more because the brain is is a um it's the homunculus it's an yes. abstraction of the body so an abstraction of the body lives in the brain right but our consciousness is not that clearly it has nothing to do with if we are really f- tuning to the frequency you know the, the 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 frequency on your radio is not the song that's coming through the yeah, song is a right. the song is a modulation of it right so it's kind of like Right now I'm the song, you know? And it's like, well, what's going to happen with the song, you say? Like, what's going to happen at the end of the song? Is it going to yeah, just trail right. off? Is there going to be a giant crescendo? Are they going to sing? And uh, is, <laughs> is Bugs Bunny going to say, blah, blah, that's all, folks? And it's like, no. When the song is gone, it's just, shh. That's not a song. That's interesting, that's not a song. yeah. It's a, great, it's a really good way to put it. That's a really good, that's a great answer. It's a great, that's a great way to put that, <laughs> to rephrase that, that concept into something that uh, we forget about, that we are, we are the song. We're the and song. The song and our existence, our, our perception of the dimensions that we live in are really just modulations of a frequency. That's right. I really that's find right. that interesting. That's been my, that's been my sub, sub, sub theory of the fucking COVID thing is that this is all frequency and that if they want to if they want to target this group or these kids or whatever they'll just turn the fucking dial up and they'll just it's modulate this here and they'll modulate it over there and they'll say look at that outbreak and look at that surge and all this kind of stuff okay so final question okay yes um 
I know that you are a student of history and I know that you are also a fairly studied in Eastern philosophy. Mm -hmm. What was it here? So does your definition then, um, or the way that you define as we're going into uh, the dim age, the way that you define light and dark ages, does that correlate to Eastern religion concept of the yuga? Say like, in, oh, like example, the Kali yuga. Yeah. 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 I, th I think it's close. I think it's very close. Um, I do like the, so I talk about the human social cycle, which is something that was articulated by a guru called PR Sakar. He started a, a group called Ananda Marga. And I ran across his books because of a, a ment business mentor of mine uh, was a devotee of his. And he basically had taken the Varnas, which are the Hindu caste system, essentially mm. of, of yeah. the, the commoner, the warrior, the thinker, the, the merchant. And he basically said that they moved through four ages and that they sort of replaced each other in that order that I just said. And he made a very compelling case and we're seeing that and I've been talking about it a lot more. I find it very interesting that that same idea of the, the four ages has recently been expressed in a, a series of books. I believe it started with a book called Generations. And then the, the next book that was kind of a little more pop was is called the fourth turning and that they also uh these two psychiatrists or sociologists said the same thing that we're on the next turning and that it happens in these four but they say that it happens by generations which is something that sarkar also said there are big cycles and little cycles which reflects as above so below right the sun right. turns on its axis and it goes around the solar system and the solar system goes around the milky way right all of that so right, just the hermeticism um, of it yes yes and so um i think with the yugas is a little more of the expression of the dualism so it is the mystical going into the material and so what i've what i've seen with these four ages if people want to check this out there's the, the, I give a synopsis in my uh, video series called The Ascendant Project on YouTube, and there's just one that's called The Human Social Cycle. I think it's maybe number six or something like that. And so it's, it's, I, I give the breakdown there. But the, um, basically that four-person cycle I have also recently seen falls within the mystic and the material. And that is that at the first stage, the commoner stage, is total mysticism where the entire world is a world of, of mystery, where you don't know what's going on. This is our primitive indigenous state where everything is infused with the mystical and the, we're very much afraid of nature. And this would be living in harmony with nature where we have no real control. And then what emerges mm. from out of that is the Kshatrian the, the, or Kshatrian, the um, warrior age, the age of chiefs and kings. And what defines them, these are the heroes. And what they do is they go out and they conquer nature. And so these are the, these are the people moving from, from the mystic. They, come, they are mystical in their worldview, but they embrace the material as a tool. They're the first people to use the tool. So the sword is there. And by the way, these are the four suits of cards and the four suits in tarot. It's the same thing. They come from the same place. Interesting. Right? So, so clubs, clubs is the commoner, the shudra. That's their weapon. Club. And in the tarot, it's just a stick. It's called wands. It's a stick of wood. Right. And then in, in the tarot, it's the swords is the next. And it's the spades in the espada means sword in Spanish. Interesting. So it's, 
And yeah. so it's the, the, um, the, the sword is the weapon of the warrior who's the Kshatriya, right? This is the next uh, cast. And that's, you see the metal. Basically what you have is you have the mystical of the, the wand. And again, wands, right? Wands. <laughs> but it's a wand is just, what is a wand? It's just stick. Because why? Because everything is imbued with magic. And I was just going to say it's been imbued with intent. Yes, and everything has a spirit, right? The spirit of the tree, the spirit of the water, the spirit of the earth, the spirit of the air, and you pray to the spirit and it's there. And so this is, and so that's their weapon is just the spirit, right? And so there's the wands. And then the sword is basically a wand, but it's a material wand that has been, it's got sharpness and it's magical in its own way too, right? And so Mm. like the Japanese swords uh, makers, there's a, a, a magic still to that. And so these are, that's the next level. And it's moving from the mystical to the material. And then the pure material is the age that we're coming out of, which is the thinker age. That's the Vipra or Brahman, right? And that's what marks that age. Is pu- they're pure material in the same way that the commoner is pure mystic. Interesting, yeah. And they hate each other. Yeah. They're diametrically opposed. Because what does the academic hate more? than the, the uneducated, unwashed masses, right? It's the, yeah, it's the, it's the creative innovation, the spark of genius mm-hmm. that's been, um, that's unexplained. That's sure. magical. Sure. It's esoteric, it's, magical. it's etheric. That's, but, but for them, it's all broken down into the material. And then what's interesting is that the last one is the merchant. And this is the age that we're, I had thought we were in this age, but I'm seeing that we're moving into this age um, and I think Jack Dorsey being brought in front of Congress for basically blocking this thing is really the showing that who's really in control, it's the corporate, it's the vacious. Mm-hmm. They're really in control of everything. Right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, what that is, is it is the materialist moving into the mystical. And, and it makes perfect sense because they're trying to sell a product to the common people. But if you look at what is advertising or what is branding, what is television programming, right? That it's the, the what is propaganda? Yes. It is the cynical materialist use of the mystical tools, right? And so what we're doing is we're moved. So the, 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 the Vaisha, the merchant, when he sells his wares, if you've ever had a good salesman sell to you, it's like being hypnotized. Right, I think I'm ungood salesmanable, man. I've been I'm so cheap and frugal. I've been so broke my entire life. Still to this day, I've never. Well, but they may not be selling you goods, right? I've never. They might be selling you an idea. They might be selling selling, you an idea. That's true. That's that's another way to put it. When it comes away from goods into ideology or thinking or art, especially. I mean, I mean, look, uh, for somebody who makes their money determined by how many views they get on YouTube. If they get you to watch all their videos, they just sold you a product. Yeah, it's true. That's and this is point. the and this is the or if or to watch their TV show and they and the advertisements are on there, right? But that's the mark. The mark of they're a materialist, right? Using these scientific tools of high technology to do something mystical. Mm-hmm. The psychological. Yeah. They call it psychological. But psychology, Jung was a mystic, right? So alchemy, you read his books, it's about alchemy. It's about mythology, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's more like the yugas. The yugas is more like the move from the mystical 
to the material and back. But I do believe that all of this happens in a cycle and that now we're like, we're on this crazy cusp. And like COVID was really the tipping point of like, oh, we've left the material. It's, we've officially left the material. We're back in the mystical uh, because, we're in a, because we're in a mass hysteria. Yeah. Right. Do you think that was the whole point? Do you think it was, uh, uh, again, I don't want to keep blasting. I know we got to go. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Do you think that was the push that like we've overstayed in the material and we and we if we were if we were to stay mm-hmm. in the material that we would face a, a worse consequence than what we're going through now as the, uh, what well, we can't we're going through we now can't. is we can't stay like in the material traumatic birthing pains is what's happening we're going through one into another for sure um so of course we can't stay in the material but by all appearances a lot of people that are resisting not resisting but um they're comfortable with the material they're comfortable not not having the wonder and not having mm. um the mystical in any way that are they though are they though is anybody is any one of those people that you're describing does any one of them not use the internet uh, no then they're all in the mystical already <laughs> yeah i suppose that's I, the thing we yeah. can't we can't we can't stay in the material because the like these things just come and then we just we're going on a path and the ancients understood that it's like this human social cycle it just goes there's right. nothing we can do about it and sarkar you know the the goal is not the goal is actually not to stop it so he says that the 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 great what you would call like avatars or saints of the world what he calls he calls them sad vipras and he says, those are the people who make sure that the wheel keeps turning. Because sometimes individuals will try to slow the wheel down. You can't slow it down. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can try, but all it does is create suffering because it just starts grinding you under it. Right. The sod, the sod vipra gives the lubrication. He gets the people out of the way. He clears it and he's like, let the wheel, let the wheel turn. And let's, we know here's what's coming get prepared for what's coming and just let the wheel, let the wheel turn. Right. Mm. That's what, that's what the saints do. That's what the avatars do. And like, that's what the magician does is the magician clears away that that's what the shamans do. Right. More than anything, what they're doing is what a shaman is doing is he's clearing. It's about clearing the clutter away, the bullshit, the evil spirits, the whatever it is. And, and, and getting a clearness. That's what meditation is about. Right. Right. And so it's like, this is, it's, it's not that people are not happy with the material. Um, that's what this is all about. They want the mystical. Whether they know it or not, in their bones, they want the mystical. So the job of the individual now who wants to be happy and healthy in this time is to embrace the mystical, you know, and to and to accept that like okay the material will still be there it'll still be there as a tool but the power is now in language it's in magic it's in the hashtag right yeah embrace it it. make it don't fight it make your own hashtag yeah you know i I, I tried i started with the spell fair because i think that's a good one i like spell fair i'm gonna use you know what i'm gonna use your hashtag now we're gonna spread that (laughs) i think it's cool man because it is it's like lawfare and warfare and speak fair it's like it is spell fair because what's going on is a spell it is magic it has incredible power and it's like you said it's like 
there are different factions that are battling each other, trying to outsell yes, yes. each other. So we're yes. witnessing spellfare, and we're calling it politics. We're calling it narrative, but it's spellfare. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. No. Crazy. Damn, awesome. Ben. Well, thank you, man. Thank you so much for such a cool well, thank conversation. You. Thank I want you. To it was talk a blast. Again, I, I didn't even. Yeah, I got to it. about half of the questions. <laughs> I want to talk to you about. Uh, I heard you mention. I want some other time, maybe um, in some in some interview. Maybe I think you were talking with uh, Hotep Jesus about highways and trails that have it's it's the illusion of freedom, but these are already predetermined courses. And when you find yourself mm-hmm. lost, you don't look to get out of the being lost. You look for that trail, which is a mm-hmm. predetermined course to a direction that's been that's out of your control. And having been just recently lost in the forest myself, and kind of had a weird i went through a strange ordeal with being lost getting out and then Mm. events subsequently after getting out strange things happened in my life and are still happening to this very Mm. day Mm. that i think um have a lot to do with being lost i think that was that's just an interesting idea that i've never thought about as far as like we look at the open road and the great outdoors and getting into the woods of being free and you're hiking on a trail, but that fucking trail is taking you somewhere. Mm-hmm. You did. Mm-hmm. You're not trailblazing. Mm-hmm. And when you're lost, you're not trying to be free of being lost. You're trying to find the way back into another predetermined experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mind blowing. So I want to talk to you again about sure. that. Sure. I want to talk to you about your opinion of the light, left-hand path versus right-hand path. Oh, yeah. We could do three hours on that easy. Jesus, we already did three <laughs> hours, man. I want to talk to you about shadow work and addiction yep. and recovery. Oh, yeah. Love to. Love to. Because I got a lot of friends, um, and I, I, used, I thought I had an addiction, and I did. I just, it just wasn't what I thought it was. And I went through the mind, <laughs> control, I went through the mind control process of recovery. And it was not my story, as it turns out. It was not my scene. And then I realized that, whoa, there's something in me that is changing. And it's not at all what I thought it was going to. Mm, mm, and then since then, things have, again, transmutated into a different way that has been so amazingly powerful and heartbreaking and inspiring. And it has a lot to do with making that choice of going through it mm. and just recognizing that there was sin imbalance somewhere. And there was some shadow mm-hmm. work that had to be worked. There was some shadow of that course. had to be integrated um so that kind of stuff i just i would love sure we'll do it again yeah yeah let's do it i had a great time i had a great time (laughs) cool man do you want to plug anything man i know you got what is it coin text you got uh yeah yeah i I would say uh people want to check out at least my writing every month there's i guess it's a little bit occult in that i i don't put it out but i have a newsletter called counter markets countermarkets.com um so like my most forward thinking stuff is in there so for people who are particularly like interested in how can you uh, sort of manifest some of these ideas into your uh, professional life or like people who want to be entrepreneurs, people who, you know, are, are we still got to pay the bills at the end of the day. Right. And so I got a great team around me. And one of the best parts about it is that there's a, if you're a subscriber to the newsletter, we have a private telegram group that as you could probably imagine has, I'm constantly blown away by the caliber of people in there, but it's like the conversations that are taking place in there I've learned a lot. I mean, people, everything from, you know, 
you know, agricultural experts to software and blockchain experts to whatever. And people, any question that's asked in there, the answers blow me away. And so I think that that's really, a lot of this is the, the future of, of us getting by is going to be these small communities of knowledge. That's where right. it's going to be hidden. It's really the remnant. So yeah, countermarkets.com. If people want to go check it out, you get your first issue for free. And um, yeah, besides that, Vin Armani on Twitter. That's it for me, man. Cool, man. Vin, it's been a real honor. Absolutely. Thank you, man. I, I, I love talking to you, man. I have immense love and respect for you. Thank you for giving me so Thank much you. of your time. Oh, really it's my, it's my pleasure. It. We'll do it again for sure. Cool, man. All right. Well, All right, stay dude. in touch. I'm going yes, to keep on with the spell fair, dude. Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to hashtag that right now. <laughs> All right. <brother>. See <laughs> right, you later. Cool. All much right, love. Take care. Bye. Bye. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of it, man. That's what's kind of what's going on. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did, as much as Vin did. I think we're going to get together and talk about some more stuff. I really, you know, like I said last time, I just kind of scratched the surface on a few things. I think Vin and I could talk ad nauseum about some of these topics, and maybe we will again someday. But uh, rest assured, dear listener, dear supporter, whoever you are out there, whoever you are, you living individual, you sovereign creature in this universe, I have plenty more content coming for you very soon i have some good discussions in the can i got some other work i'm going to put out and i know this isn't really sticking with what i <laughs> said a few shows ago changing the format a little bit uh, but this this show just kind of goes where it's going to go you know that's the coolest thing about making this kind of art making these kind of podcasts is uh you know you have to just kind of let go of the reins and let this thing go where it's going to go. And when things come up, you know, you jump on them. And when things don't, you just make some other stuff. That's how it is. I really like doing this kind of work. And I really love talking with Vin. Man, Vin Armani is an incredible, interesting person. I'm so glad to know him. I'm so glad to have a correspondent over there on the Mariana Trench in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's crazy. The guy's crazy. I love him, though, and I love all you guys, so stay tuned for the next episode of the Up Is Down podcast, and don't forget, this is a value-for-value value production. I produce this stuff for you for free, and I hope that you can uh, consider possibly returning some of whatever value you got out of this production back to the show. It all helps. I'm really, really making plans. I'm developing an exit strategy so that the post office does not steal my life any longer than I allow it to. I would like to do this and other things full time, but that takes a little bit of a push and a tremendous amount of risk. And some of that risk that Ben and I discussed and that he's discussed in earlier interviews with, with other podcasters and other people, that's what has to happen. So without your support, I don't know if I can make that happen. I would love to make a living out of my life. And, uh, and I think I, I and I want to encourage all of you to consider doing the same. I just don't want to let my job, jobby job, fucking dictate and steal my life. I want to do this. I want to do this and more, but I can't do it without your support. So there'll be more details on that plan, that extra strategy to come in the future. And and until then, just uh, please consider contributing whatever value you got from this back to the show. It all helps. It all is incredibly encouraging. And uh, I hope to talk to you uh, very, very soon with even more illuminating 
and compelling content for you to chew on, things to think about, and things to remember. Okay, until next time, up is down. It's a question of education to teach people to be on their guard against the sort of verbal booby traps into which they're always being led, to analyze the kind of things that are said to them. Uh, I think it's terribly important to insist on individual values, that every human being is unique. And it is, of course, on this genetical basis that the whole idea of the value of freedom is based. This is Aldous Huxley, a man haunted by a vision of hell on earth. Mr. Huxley wrote Brave New World, a novel that predicted that someday the entire world would live under a frightful dictatorship. Today, Mr. Huxley says that his fictional world of horror is probably just around the corner for all of us. There are a number of impersonal forces which are pushing in the direction of less and less freedom. The first of them can be called overpopulation. The whole essence of biological life on Earth is a question of balance, and what we have done is to practice death control in a most intensive manner without balancing this with birth control at the other end. In the underdeveloped countries, people have less to eat and less goods, and the central government has to take over more and more responsibility for keeping the ship of state on an even keel. And then, of course, you're likely to get social unrest under such conditions with, again, an intervention of the central government. One sees here a pattern which seems to be pushing very strongly towards a totalitarian regime. Are there specific devices or uh, methods of communication which diminish our freedoms? Well, there are certainly devices which can be used in this way. Hitler used terror on the one kind, brute force on the one hand, but he also used a very efficient form of propaganda. He had the radio, which he used to the fullest extent, and was able to impose his will on an immense mass of people. I mean, the Germans were a highly educated people. We mustn't be caught by surprise by our own advancing technology. This has happened again and again in history, and suddenly people have found themselves in a situation which they didn't foresee and doing all sorts of things they didn't really want to do. At present, the television, I think, is being used quite harmlessly. But I mean, imagine, which must be the situation in all communist countries where the television, where it exists, is always saying the same thing the whole time. It's always driving along. It's drumming in of a single idea all the time. It's obviously an immensely powerful instrument. All technology is in itself morally neutral. These are just powers which can either be used well or ill. It's the same thing with atomic energy. We can either use it to blow ourselves up or we can use it as a substitute for the coal and the oil which are running out. In this book of mine, Brave New World, uh, I postulated a substance called Soma, which was a very versatile drug. It would make people feel happy in small doses, make them see visions in medium doses, and it would send them to sleep in large doses. I think it's quite on the cards that we may have drugs which will profoundly change uh, our mental states without doing us any harm. Well, what is going to happen in the future is the dictators will find, as the old saying goes, that you can do everything with bayonets except sit on them. That if you want to preserve your power indefinitely, you have to get the consent of the ruled.
And this they will do, partly by drugs, partly by these uh, new techniques of propaganda. They will do it by bypassing the sort of rational side of man and appealing to his uh, subconscious and his uh, deeper emotions, making him actually love his slavery. I mean, I think this is the danger, that actually people may be in some ways happy under the new regime, but they will be happy in situations where they oughtn't to be happy. Writing about American political campaigns, you say all that is needed is money and a candidate who can be coached to look sincere. Well, this is uh, this idea that the candidates had to be merchandised as though they were soap or toothpaste, and that you had to depend entirely on the personality. I, I mean, personality is important, but there are certainly people with an extremely amiable personality, particularly on TV, who might not necessarily be very good uh, in positions of political trust. I mean, what does a democracy depend on? A democracy depends on the individual voter making an intelligent and rational choice for what he regards as his enlightened self-interest in any given circumstance. But what these people are doing is to try to bypass the rational side of man and to appeal directly to these unconscious forces below the surface so that you are, in a way, making nonsense of the whole democratic procedure, which is based on conscious choice, of, on rational grounds. I must say, I still believe in democracy. If we can make the best of the creative activities of the people on top, plus those of the people on the bottom, so much the better. Mr. Huxley, I surely thank you for spending this half hour with us, and I wish you Godspeed, sir. Thank you.